Two Kids and a Career is a production of Jill Divine Media. The easy parts are start posting about kindness, start posting with love, start posting, you know, supportive messages to people that need it, right? Right. But the difficult part is, you know, I'm asking people to really look within. If you as a person feel this need and are compelled to act out digitally, you're compelled to act out with anger or condescending behavior or what have you, you know that that really is coming from some hurt inside of you. And that is, it's on you to take care of it. It's on you to enlist the help of a professional, right? So mm-hmm. it's all part of, I call it parenting yourself. You know, you're, you can have the most amazing parents on earth. And, 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 and I mean, some, of, some people had terrible parents. I mean, I have amazing parents. But my parents couldn't be there 100% of the time as I was moving through life. Who knows the different traumas that, you know, we've all had and dealt with that is going to require looking within and taking care of it. It's it's you parenting the parts of you that your parents couldn't. Two Kids in a Career is brought to you by Blondin Real Estate. They're a family-owned boutique-style brokerage with over 40 years of experience serving the counties that surround St. Louis. See the properties they have to offer at BlondinRealEstate.com. That's BlondinRealEstate.com. Hi there, and welcome to Two Kids in a Career. I'm Jill Devine. As an entrepreneur, wife, and mama, the daily grind of trying to build a business while taking care of kids and trying to maintain a healthy connection with my hubby, it's a lot. With this podcast, You're going to hear candid conversations with other moms, parenting experts who can share their knowledge and insight, or you'll just hear me rambling to get it all out. There's going to be tears, there's going to be laughter, but most importantly, there will be support. Take a listen and connect with me so we can grow and learn from one another. This is Two Kids and a Career. We all need some extra positivity in our lives, especially now. I think that this has probably been a really good lesson for most of us to start thinking a little bit more positive. And if you were thinking that the pandemic would end on 1-1-21, well, no, that didn't happen. And so we still have some time to deal with this and we've got to change our attitudes. We've got to change our mindsets. So it was perfect to invite this week's guest on. I would like to introduce you to Mish Hancock. Hello, how are you? Hi, Jill. Thank you for having me on today. I am so excited to talk to you. I am so excited to get you in front of my listener. You are the CEO of 100th Monkey. You are the host of the Mish Mash podcast and the co-founder of TEDx St. Louis. You have a lot going on. I'm a a busy gal, (laughs) but all fun, all fun. So one thing that has been talked a lot about lately is social media. And I think that a lot of people can agree that social media at first, depending on when you define this, but at first it was so great and it was so uplifting and you get to see your friends that you haven't seen in a while and family members. And then it turned into this (laughs) burden, I think, and this just negative space. And I think, you know, politics comes into play with that. Yeah. Uh, the pandemic comes into play with that. You could put mm-hmm. those two together, actually, right. if you really wanted to. And then it just it comes to where you think, why is that person saying those certain kind of things on this platform, not even related to the pandemic or to politics? And it just makes you want to quit it. 
And when there's people like you and even my podcast and other amazing businesses out there, they need social media to explore, to showcase what their talents are. And it's hard because you are competing with such a negative space. So you realized that and you wanted to do something about it. So let's talk about that. You're right. I mean, you know, just like anything, I mean, you know, there, there are good parts and bad parts. You know, there are people that behave and there are people that misbehave. And I just really want people to sit back and think about what's going on. Uh, we, as a race, I believe, have forgotten that we're in this together. And we're, we've become so divisive with each other. And I will tell you, as you know, my company looks at a lot of social media, we work a lot of social media pages, and we just felt at one point that everyone had been given a license to be mean, and a, and a lot of people were taking up that license. And I was like, what is going on out there? This is, I, this is not how I want to see us behave. And it doesn't feel good. I can't imagine that behaving in this way feels good for anybody. And if it does, I, I it just doesn't. If you really think about it, I think that if you sat back and said, do I actually want to be the person I am being right now? It would be no. But you've become so used to lashing out on social media. And it's and let's face it, it's easy, right? Yep. You're behind a screen. You're not in front of the person. Um, but it is so harmful because what you say on social media can go a long way. It doesn't, you know, it's like a digital tattoo, right? It stays there. So it would, it would behoove us to just sit back for a second and really think about what we're doing. And even really, really nice people are doing things that maybe they should think about. So one of the things I think that surprises a lot of people is I, I ask them to think about what you're clicking on. If you're clicking on some article about, you know, something that maybe doesn't make a celebrity look good, right? Because we're like, oh, it's a celebrity, whatever. But that celebrity is still a human being. And so if there's something that people are posting about this person that is unkind, do you really want to participate in that? Your click basically gives that power and helps that to spread further. 100%. Yeah. 100%. So I think that, you know, it's, it's, I'm asking people to be responsible about what they're doing when they show up in the digital space. When you talked about the digital tattoo, I remember that movement for a little while where we were trying to teach kids like, hey, I would say teens, even college kids, like whatever you put out there will be there. And oh, when you're yeah. looking at jobs, the employers can see it. And at one point, and this might sound a little silly, but it was the, the only way I could really resonate with these high school kids. I was talking to this marketing class and I was talking to them about social media. They were high school juniors and seniors. And I had taken, because before kids, I loved, I still love trash TV. Like, <laughs> the more reality, the better. And I didn't get to watch it as, or I don't get to watch it as much now. But before kids, I used to always watch the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders making the team. Okay. And one of the girls, um, she got called into the office. She hadn't made the team yet. And they were in the situation where they needed to make some cuts. 
And she wasn't really someone they wanted to cut because of her talents, but they found some questionable stuff on her social media accounts. And this girl, her dream was to be a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader. And she didn't have enough sense to think about what she was posting on social media and she didn't make it. And so for some people, they're like, oh my gosh, that's so silly. But that was her, at the time, that was her dream and it's gone. And so I think about how we were trying to make that known with teens and college students, but now we're trying to do that with adults. Like, grown as adults. Yes, it's true. And it, and I mean, in a sense, like, um, I'll tell you, Jill, it's, it's a big ask in some ways, because one of the, one of the things that, you know, okay, so there's, let's talk about the, the easy parts are start posting about kindness, start posting with love, start posting, you know, supportive messages to people that need it. Right. Right. But the difficult part, is, you know, I'm asking people to really look within. If you as a person feel this need and are compelled to act out digitally, you're compelled to act out with anger or condescending behavior or what have you, you know that that really is coming from some hurt inside of you. And that is, it's on you to take care of it. It's on you to enlist the help of a professional, right? So Mm -hmm. it's all part of I call it parenting yourself. You know, you're you can have the most amazing parents on earth, and and, and and I mean, some of some people had terrible parents. I mean, I've have amazing parents, but my parents couldn't be there 100% of the time as I was moving through life. Who knows the different traumas that you know we've all had and dealt with? That is going to require looking within and taking care of it. It's it's you parenting the parts of you that your parents couldn't. And if you could take the time, I mean, it's hard, it's not easy, but then maybe you wouldn't be compelled to act out so hurtfully to others. It's, it's just, it's, it goes a lot deeper than, um, here I looked at a post and what I did with it. It's, it's also really looking at yourself and why you behave in, in that manner. And so if you are hurting inside please go get some help, enlist the help of a professional. And I can tell you it is 100% just a way better way to live and be on this earth is if you are in that loving space. It's so much nicer than being in a place of anger and pissed off at the world and I've got to lash out at everybody. It's, I'm telling you, it's loving is better. It is. I'm loving being loving. <laughs> it makes you feel better and you smile. And, and you know, you said something that you don't think that those people that are posting mean things are, are really want to. And I think that maybe their whole life might be negative and they maybe think, I don't really like what is going on with me and what my life is, but they don't know how to make that change. Right. I mean, and it, and it, it is difficult, right? It's very difficult to, well, one, to say, wow, I'm kind of a jerk. I, I need to go figure this out, right? Because, right. you know, many people are, they're bought into being right. But I think that as a whole and, and as a human race, it is really part of our duty to figure out what's going on with us and how to really become love. Who knew that social media was going to get this deep? <laughs> no, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but it is the things I think about. You know, when I see somebody, um, 
I mean, you know, you were talking about trash TV and, and um, I recall one of the very first things or shows that, that came out was with Anna Nicole Smith. Do you remember oh, yes. that? Yes. I loved it. And, but I was, I was frightened by it because I kept thinking this woman clearly needs help. Oh, mm-hmm. you know, and, 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 and I was thinking she, here is a person who really, really needs some therapy and she needs some help and the people around her weren't, weren't helpful, you know, and I was kind of afraid for us as a society that we were putting this out there as entertainment. I don't know yeah. that that's the healthiest thing to do. Do you think from, because that was uh, one of the first reality TV one shows. One of the that, very yes. first. And it was just sad. It was just so sad to me. I mean, I, I know that I was probably looking at this in a much different way than other people. But um, to me, it was just so sad that the people around her, I felt like were taking advantage of her. Um, I felt like Anna Nicole Smith had no clue what was going on. And clearly there was some kind of substance abuse happening. And I thought, we're putting this out there you know, as ha ha funny when really it's this person that is, is having terrible issues, who is, is mentally and physically and emotionally in such an awful place and should actually be going to therapy right now, not have a show about it. I didn't even think about that. I'm wondering though, reality television now, those individuals that are going to be part of it have to have some sort of I don't, I don't know what the right word is. Like, uh, yeah. Like, are they clued into what actually might happen? Right. Right. So right. That's, now that's difficult to say though. You know, you think about, um, some of these, these people that are on these shows, they're like in their early twenties. Yeah. I mean, I was, I did not have it together in my early twenties. I still don't have it together <laughs> and I'm <know>? 43. <laughs> But, you know, you're in your early 20s You and someone says to you, I want you to be on this show, you know, and you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to be a star. And you get all crazy and wrapped up into it. And then you get there on the set and, you know, they edit it in such a way that makes you look horrible. And now you're devastated. You know, do these kids really know what they're getting into? Do we really help set them up? That makes me think about when we decide to, as a society, to just cast like complete blame and awful thoughts on young individuals who make stupid mistakes that we don't think about ourselves. Like, yes, there are things I did in my 20s that I sure heck wouldn't do now and maybe not as educated and understand that those words mean something that you had no idea that they actually would mean. There's a great TED Talk that Monica Lewinsky did. And Monica Lewinsky talking about what happened to her at age 22 and how she was just, I mean, wow, talk about shame. You know, the shame she experienced and, you know, and then she is, I think it was 14 years later now doing this, um, the TEDx talk that she, or the TED talk that she did. It is a really amazing talk that will give you some insight into what it is like to have your personal life thrown out there for everybody Ugh. to dine upon, you know, and what happened. And it, it's such a, it, 
she really did an amazing job. But she does talk in there about um, how, you know, she was able to to move forward and eventually be able to get up on a stage and talk about it. But that has not been the case. There's been kids out there who private things that they were doing were put out there on social media and it ended up, you know, they, they committed suicide because of it. We, you know, my, my daughter hung out with a girl for a while that, um, had a tendency to just like take embarrassing pictures of the girls when they were sleeping and everything. And it, and I was like, you, you got to quit hanging out with her. That is not the kind, you do not want to hang out with somebody that does not respect your privacy and that's willing to just take pictures of you while you're sleeping or and putting out, that's just, no, that is very wrong. And it's part of what we need to teach our kids yeah, and adults, apparently. Well, right, <laughs> you know? right. I would be lying if I said that I wasn't worried about my two girls and what's going to be the type of social media they have when they're older. I, I'm, yeah. It's scary, right? There's cameras. There are cameras on us at all times, you know? So how do you, you know, you, how do you behave in a, you know, and like live and not feel like oh, big, the big brother is watching thing, right? That's like, right. That's like really happening with us right now. But at the same time, why are we compelled then, you know, there, I'll give you another story. I was working with a, a gentleman and this was when the whole Matt Lauer thing came out. And he was like, Matt Lauer, I mean, uh, doesn't he know better? You can't just say out loud what you're thinking. And I, and I said to him, well, why are you even thinking that? That's what worries me. Yep. Yep. You know, I mean, if, if these are the kind of thoughts that are going through your head, something's up. You need to go get this figured out. Those thoughts should not be there. Wow. There are lines that should not be crossed, you know. So it's like there's this fun part of what I'm saying for social media, you know, posts about loving, kind things, be a cheerleader for your friends. Um, but then there's this really, really deeper part that's saying it's time for the human race to grow up and, and you could be part of that. What's mature? 100%. It's something that I have talked a lot about in season four and now continue in season five, this movement for women supporting women. And isn't it crazy that we have to say that wasn't always the case that the, it wasn't, it was you're right. Yeah. And so yeah. I've used these examples quite a few times. So the listener that has been religious and listening to my episodes knows exactly what I'm going to say, but everyone is given choices. And prime example, I just told you at the beginning of this episode that Mish has her own podcast. And Back in the day, you would be like, no, you don't talk about somebody else's podcast on your podcast. Well, that's right. The difference now is that we are starting to say, hey, not only do I have a podcast, but so does this person. Or, hey, I have a, a clothes making company, but so does this person. And it's inspiring one another and helping one another and just showing that we're there. We want everyone to succeed. I mean, that's what most people should want, but let's keep doing that. Well, and also be in a place where we're, you know, where 
we're not jealous of other people. Like we don't have that yucky, jealous feeling of other people because they're succeeding. We're, we're, we're happy that they're succeeding, you know? And if we are jealous about something, then you should use that negative feeling and think, okay, so I'm so jealous because so-and-so gets, I mean, I, cause I will, I'll say that. I'll be like, I'm so jealous of you. You yes. have this awesome thing going, oh my gosh. I, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm happy for them. I'm jealous of them. And, but that's telling me, you know, I want to do something like that. So you can actually ask that person for help. Say, right. can you help me figure out how to do the same thing? I mean, I love when people ask me, Mish, how do I do this? You know, I see you doing this. I love it. I want to do that. How do I get there? Well, of course I'm going to help you, right? I love when people ask me that. And then when I see someone doing something super cool, I will reach out and go, I want to, how do I do that? That is so awesome. And I totally want to figure this out. Do you mind helping me? It's it's okay to ask for help. It's, it's actually very healthy to ask for help and it can, it can help a person that is doing something you want to do, they can help you get through blocks. They can, they can really use the knowledge that they have and say, here's some things like, oh, I made all these mistakes in the beginning. Don't do these things. Right. You know, let me help you. Yes. Let me get you to a point where you could be a little bit more ahead and then you pay it forward. When you learn some other things and of the do's and the don'ts, you pay it forward to the next person. That's just the way it should be. So it all comes back to that we're in this together, right? We're yep. just, let's collaborate. Let's work together. It, it'll, it's like, just think of lifting everybody up. Most people are familiar with TED Talks. And to see that you are responsible for TED Talk St. Louis Tell me about this. (laughs) I know. What a cool gig is this? Um, Yes. So TEDx St. Louis. So so when it comes, you've heard of TED Talks. When you hear TEDx, X means that it's a local event. It's a, um, it's a independently organized event. Okay. Okay. But part of the TEDx St. Louis. Okay. Okay. And there are a number of TEDx's out there. You know, I mean, there there's TEDx's all over the United States. There are TEDx's all over the world. the The thought behind it is, you know, TED Talks just went viral, and and they knew they had. They were like, "Wow, we really got something." But not everybody can go to an actual TED Talk, right? So if we had TEDx's and we could bring that experience to the local level, then other people will get to experience it. So. Um, I actually co-founded this with my co-founder is Steve Summers and Steve and I brought this to St. Louis and thought, let's do this thing. Let's bring it here. We've got all these amazing people right here in St. Louis that we would love to shine a light on and let's give them a stage so that they can share the, what we say, the idea is worth spreading, right? Mm-hmm. But it is without a doubt, one of the more fun things I do. I mean, I am very passionate about St. Louis and, you know, we've, we just right in our own backyard, we have people doing really, really important work. So let's all learn from them. And help one another out because like you said, we're in this together. We're in this together. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's, it's an absolute joy to be able to be involved with such an amazing movement like TEDx. So what can we expect for St. Louis and 
the coming months, or if you even know for TEDx and specifically locally to St. Louis? So we uh, we actually just accomplished um, a couple of virtual events in uh, 2020, and we have another one coming up in March 2021. March 2nd, we'll do another virtual event. Of course, we've gone virtual until we can actually start getting back together with everybody and, and having an event where we get to see each other and have the actual stage and audience and, and such. But what we've been doing is really going back to a lot of the speakers we've had before and we've been catching up with them. Um, we are going to have some new speakers and yes, we are going to hold auditions again. That's a big question I get all the time with people that would like to have a TEDx talk. When are you going to hold auditions? You know, keep an eye on our, we have a website, it's TEDxStLouis.org and it's Saint, S-A-I-N-T spelled out Lewis.org. Keep an eye on that so that you'll know when we're having auditions. But I will tell you one of the biggest things. Uh, this is the this is the information people want from me the most. How do I get a TEDx talk? Your best bet is to really truly figure out your one idea. What is your one idea that is going to change people's perspectives? Um, that are going to make people really sit up and pay attention, and then write a paragraph about that idea that makes the TEDx organizer want to reach out and talk to you. Good advice. It's very good advice because, you know, we get people like, hi, I do these things and I would like to have a, a talk, but I'm like, but what's your idea? That's yeah. what I want. I want your awesome idea that makes me want to pick up the phone and say, all right, let's talk. I'll have that information on my show notes at jilldevine.com. And, okay. you know, <laughs> Mish, I didn't even talk to you in the a little bit of time that we have left together, but I haven't even really talked to you about your background and what led you to want to be the person that is holding people accountable to be positive and to help one another and to lift one another up and support one another. You know, I think that I've always been a very positive and optimistic person, but of course I've had really, you know, I've had very difficult things happen in my past as well. I, earth school is hard and um, earth school is going to really try you at times. So the, the big thing that happened with me trauma wise and difficult wise, and anybody that knows me knows that I do not have any hair. And the reason I don't have any hair is because of a trauma that I experienced. And I had actually adopted um, a little boy who, uh, he was a sociopath. And if you've ever had to deal with a sociopath in your life, these are very scary human beings. Um, my son actually had what they call bloodlust, so, you know, wanted to hurt, hurt beings. He, he was already killing animals, mm. and that's not a good sign of what we're going to do when we get older. And I lived through it, and I figured out I was super resilient, and I also figured out that, you know, if you can overcome the difficulties in your life and, and show up with a smile at the end, right? Say, you know what? I did this. I lived that. That sucked. Don't want to do that again, but I still have this full life in front of me. What am I going to do with it? And I decided I was going to say yes to really amazing things. 
And I just asked the universe, I'm like, bring me the amazing. I'm, I am ready. I want to live the rest of this life doing things that matter and, and just being a part of the world and showing up to this world with love. And there you go. I made that choice. You have to thank God for that, for giving you that spirit to tell people like me and tell somebody else that may be listening, that might be suffering, might be doing the negative talk that uh, you're so much bigger than that and so much better than that. Yeah. I mean, your, your life matters, right? It really does matter. And, and I think it's important that we as people understand that the people around us, their life matters and your own life matters. So make it matter, you know? I mean, we are, it is not easy to be here. We have all been through something that has really rocked us and that we've questioned, like, do I really want to stick around for this? But what kept me going is I kept thinking, you know, in 10 years, my life could look a lot different if I just put one foot in front of the other. And here I am 10 years later, and I'm telling you, it looks a lot different than my, my life looked so much different 10 years ago. 10 years later, I, I am, I'm able to be a much more happy, optimistic. I know my life matters. I know the people around me matter. And I know what we do with this life matters. What are your parting words? Uh, my parting word. Well, you know, I would love people to join us. We, I, I started a Facebook group. It's called 100th ME, so 100THME. The ME actually stands for monkey effect. Um, that if you look up 100th monkey effect, that's a thing. It's, it's all about changing behaviors and, um, and those behavior changes spreading rapidly. And I would love people to join us and to put the time in to start really showing kindness and love out there on the social channels. You got me. I'm doing it. So thank you for inspiring me. And I really hope, I mean, that just should be the motto for for 2021, right? Kindness and love. (laughs) Yes. Let's be kind. Let's be loving. Oh my gosh. Wouldn't that make for an awesome year? Oh, that would make for, yes, an awesome year and then some. Well, Mish, I am definitely inspired by you and your grit and your determination and uh, will think about, I mean, it would be wrong of me to say that I am always positive thinking and that, I mean, I, I do have some of those jealousy tendencies sometimes or see something on social media and maybe I'll just be like, ah, and I am consciously working on that. So whenever I start to go there, I'm going to have you in the back of my head and my my little secret voice to say, okay, why are you doing this, Jill? Why? And then oh, turn I it into it. Yeah, and turn it into a positive. So thank you so much. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Jill. This is wonderful. I appreciate it. Before I get to the Supermom shout out, I want to talk about Blonde in Real Estate because I love that they go beyond just offering you a wonderful house. I mean, that's their bread and butter and what they do, but they also give you useful tips, expert advice, the latest news with real estate. All of this comes in their weekly blog. I mean, little things like, oh, think about this when you're packing up your kitchen. It's just 
different tips to help you and make life easier. See what I'm talking about by visiting blondinrealestate.com. All right, let's go ahead and get to that super mom shout out. It is going to Allison of St. Louis from her friend, Kristen. In the email that she sent me, hello at jilldevine.com, Kristen says, Allison is a full-time mom of three, has a full-time job working at Missouri Baptist Hospital, and started her own business this past summer called St. Louis Cheese Boards. She runs her business by herself with some help from her immediate family, making the boards, delivering to homes, advertising, running social media pages, and collaborating with other small businesses. She somehow still manages to spend time with her family and her friends and is an overall awesome person. Thank you, Kristen. Allison, I see you and I support you. So this is really crazy. I'm going to add to this. I actually didn't realize that I had been shouting out Allison for a small business shout out. I became friends with Allison on Instagram because of St. Louis Cheese Boards, but has I've never known her name. We just connected that way. And she was featured in the last episode of season four. The episode was episode 57, where I talk about what the year last year had taught me and then also supporting small businesses. And that's when I was trying to say the word charcuterie, charcuterie. I can't ever say it right. So yeah, that's so funny. It's great connection. I love it. That's what I love about this community. And I welcome you to send me your super mom shout out. All you have to do is email me hello at jilldevine.com. Tell me your name, where she's from, and a little bit about her. And I want to thank you just like Allison does. She supports so many businesses. She's great. She's supported me and I just love this. But I want to thank you for supporting two kids in a career and for telling your friends and family about it and just embracing it. I am having so much fun with the podcast and I'm also loving that there are some serious conversations that can resonate with someone. And I am going to ask you to support me a little more if you can and rate, review, subscribe to the podcast, whatever you can do to give it some extra love. I appreciate it. And thank you for listening to Two Kids and a Career.